previously drops off uh, Frank at his apartment or house wherever you live. Uh, and this is the afternoon with Dean Andrews, uh, who uh, Charlie and Oliver are both quite taken with. He's a cool guy. You don't know why, why, why they broke up. Um, I'm glad Frank wasn't there for that. Yeah, at 8 o'clock, uh, you all go to meet with Eddie Ratcliffe, who gives you the key to James Colvin's storage locker, uh, where uh, you discover uh, most of it's just worthless junk, but you do find a small cardboard box uh, with about a half a dozen Betamax tapes in it. Uh, the ones that are labeled say, The Creepy Doll, Zombies, question mark, Emanuet, Part 3, and Vampires of Knoxville. And then there are two that are not labeled. Uh, however, as the group tries to recover Charlie's Betamax player, uh, they have an encounter with two individuals who are keeping the place under surveillance, one of whom appears to be a vampire. Uh, you narrowly get away. Uh, and by this point, it's probably around 11 o'clock. So where y'all going to go? What y'all going to do? Oh, actually, let me start with this first, but Frank, because eventually it woken up. All right. Um, uh, Frank, roll your uh, resolve plus composure for me. Frank, um, you are having a recurring nightmare that you've had at this point for off and on for 20 years. Uh, you are in uh, Kuwait during uh, Operation Desert Storm. Uh, and uh, you're at a village quite near the front, you and your unit, and it's hit by a shell, and the building collapses in on you. You recall this very vividly um, because this is what led you to leave uh, military service. Um, except this time, uh, your the official report is that you were brought out uh, unconscious uh, and um, probably had a concussion from the building attacked, uh, and everyone else in the unit was killed. Um, in your dream, everyone, uh, I mean, you are conscious in the dream, and you are very aware of being in a collapsed building, pinned down, unable to move. Uh, you're trying to uh, call for help on your radio, uh, and there are uh, at least three of the other people in your unit uh, who are down there with you, and they're all wounded, uh, and none of them are able to move, but they're all still alive. Uh, but it's dark. The only illumination is uh, uh, the little, uh, sort of whatever uh, uh, light sources you have with you, but they're very dim down here. Uh, and uh, the uh, leader of your unit, at some point, you hear him uh, say that he thinks somebody's moving around down here. And then you hear the sound of something growling. You can't see where it's coming from. But uh, you can see uh, the uh, limited light of your uh, flashlight. Uh, your sergeant is about. Uh, 20 feet away from you, and all of a sudden he screams that something just bit into his leg. And then uh, this growling sound gets louder, and then he is he, he screams louder before he is 
yanked out of view by something deeper in the rubble. And uh, you hear the sound of him screaming, and the other two men are, are screaming in terror, not knowing what's going on. And you distinctly hear the sound of bones being crunched. Mm. And then you wake up, uh, gasping for air, um, not knowing where that weird dream came from. You, you don't recall having that dream before. Um, but uh, you are in your bed. Uh, where do you live? Is it an apartment, trailer, home, what? An apartment in some unfashionable part of town. Okay. You wake up in your apartment, in your bed, uh, terribly hungover. Uh, you look over at the uh, uh, clock on your nightstand, and um, it says it's around 10 o'clock. After you check your phone, you know it's it's the same day as when you passed out uh, at the Motel 6. Um, so, yeah, you're hungover. Um, you taste like awful. The, the horrible aftertaste of beer 12 hours after a drinking binge uh, in your mouth. Uh, and you're alone in your house or apartment. We did leave that note. Okay, if you left a note for him, tell him what it says. Yeah, uh, we left you a note um, saying, uh, I think it was to call uh, Nan, uh, to call Nana about Trey, I think it's what it was that we said. That's, a, that's something along those lines. Mm -hmm. Call your son. Or Nona, one of those. If any of y'all remember. I think that was that was pretty much it. Okay, so in this context, that's probably a terrifying message for you to wake up to after everything that's happened. Uh, you wake up hungover after a traumatic dream that was in response to a traumatic experience. Did we ever decide, do you remember the bear, or have you blocked it out? No, I think I do remember. Okay, uh, so, so that happened, and you wake up at your apartment. Uh, no idea where anyone else in the family is, but there is a cryptic message next to your phone uh, saying, uh, basically, call your son, exclamation point. Okay. Um, let's look for something to drink. Okay. Uh, whatever you would have is probably, let's see. Uh, you have water. Uh, out of the tap, and you have milk that is uh, three days past and so by day, oh. and you have more cheap beer. We did we did leave uh, food and water out for him. I don't know if it's still good, but we did do that with the note. Oh, the same day, so it should, unless it was like... It was like a sandwich and some water. Okay, so there's a slightly stale sandwich and a bottle of water. Right, I think it was actually um, Waffle House that we had, so... Oh, it was so leftover Waffle House. That's what it was. <laughs> so who knows what that uh, aging uh, process is? I'll eat that, and drink the water, and then drink. Uh, and then I'll call. Ah. Okay, you're calling your mother. Yeah, that's where Trey is. Okay. Uh, she picks up. Uh, where have you been? Are you? Uh, do you have a? Uh... Is everyone else okay? Are you uh, uh, 
feeling better now? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I just had a, uh, uh, we, we were going out to a cabin and then there's a deer ran across, uh, truck went off the road and okay though. Uh, were you drinking? Uh, no, water, bottle of water. Okay. Uh, Trey's here. Uh, he is, uh, in bed right now. Do you want me to wake him up? They, they he just went to bed, Oh, hang on. No, hang on. Oh, here he is. Oh, hi, Trey. Uh, your dad is on the phone. Do you want to talk to him? And there is a brief pause of about 20 seconds. Hey, Dad. Hey, kiddo. How you doing? Yeah. Okay. Grandpa and Nan are taking care of me. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm sorry about this weekend. I'm gonna make it up to you. They, they, the, the kids had some trouble. Hmm. I'm, I'm gonna, Is everybody I'm okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just had a little. Uh, your, your old man just wrecked his. Wrecked his. But everything's fine. Are you okay? Oh, yeah, I'm fine. Okay. They left me a note to call you. Have you talked to your uh, aunts and uncles and cousins? And... No. I think Nana may have called them looking for you, wanting to know if you were with them or okay. Uh, but uh, I think you're right. Listen, remember. But yeah, you're okay and I'm okay. Half of what she tells you is bullshit. Just remember that. Uh-huh. Well, uh, hey, I got school tomorrow, so I guess I better get to bed. Okay, sure. Uh, well, I'll uh, I'll call you tomorrow. He's already handed the phone off to your mother. All right. Okay. Well, uh, Frankie, uh, get you some rest, and uh, have you told the insurance people about your deer? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. Or in the morning. Yeah, I I'm going to take care of them. Okay. Come by and visit us. Uh, yeah, I will. And she hangs up. What the hell's going on? Uh, okay, I will call um, Charlie. All right. Okay, so you guys ran away screaming from your place. Uh, and you all managed to get into the vehicle. I think Olivia is driving. Yeah. Right. Um, and y'all are about uh, two blocks away. And uh, uh, Charlie, did you actually get to see, you know, big fangs and bright red you eyes? We, you said we all saw the fangs and okay. that um, and that he had been shot, but that the bullets hadn't done anything. Okay. Uh, did you have a freak out over it, or are you oh, yeah, okay? I had, a, had a freak out. No, no. Okay. I, oh, no, will that freak out your phone ring? No, wait. I don't. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't think we did. We roll for a freak out. Uh, no, I think we ended the last session with you Without saying we out. all saw the fangs, and then we drove away. We did not roll for freak out. We should roll for freak okay. out. All right. Uh, for everyone who indisputably saw a vampiric activity, um. 
which I think was not Olivia because you were in the car. You just you just saw a crazy driver trying to ram you, but that's normal. Uh, but the two guys, let's see, you'll roll, uh, let's say your composure plus your sanity, uh, minus one. I don't think I saw anything. All I did was I shot, and that, missed, and I ran around. Uh, Charlie, you definitely saw one that you shot in the chest at least three times to take no discernible damage, and then he hits his fangs at you. One success. All right. Um, for the rest of this session, uh, you are... Uh, would you rather be spooked or traumatized? Uh, what's the difference? Uh, spooked is paranoia, which is you are all the time, I think. Um, minus two in all situations where you are subject to unnatural or frightening circumstance, and you have to spend a willpower during every scene in which you have to proceed despite obvious danger. Uh, traumatized, you're just minus two to all social roles and minus five to intimidation roles. Uh, we'll go with traumatized right now. Okay. All right. So uh, you are, you know, visibly shaking and hyperventilating. I think your phone rings. Uh, first, I check and see who it is. It's uh, uh, Frank. All right. I I will I will I will answer it and put him on speaker. Hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yep. Charlie? Hey, Frank. <laughs> right, probably yeah. a little more upset than that, but we'll go with it. Yeah, 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 up, yeah, up and about, yeah, up and around. Yeah, I, I just got up. I, I had, <clears throat> all right. We need to, where are you guys? Because we're going to have to get uh, together and we're, talk. We're, about we're, we're moving. Uh, we're, 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 uh, we just saw some, some shit. Um, I just shot a guy. He just kept standing. You shot a guy? Oh, oh yeah. Somebody rammed my car. My car. So who who rammed it? What? Uh, we're, we we is it the bear again? Well, we'll come the bear. Bear? What bear? Oh wait, yeah, wait. I know about that. Howard told us. That's right. Gas leak. Gas what? leak. I don't know what's going <laughs> on. We'll come by and get is, you, Frank. You might want to pack some you, clothes. Is somebody chasing you? Are you in danger? Uh, I think I, we got away. I I would say yes and yes. We we found some tapes. Uh, I I think they're more of the the crazy tapes. We're all right. Come here. I'll be outside. I Good drive to me. Frank's house. <laughs> we'll get weapons and my shotgun and put on my vest. Jesus shirt, jacket. <laughs> time of year is it uh, uh late february yeah. or early march yeah yeah uh so yeah put that on my shirt and uh pair of handcuffs yeah, and, my, uh, and my uh pepper spray okay uh well by the time clicks. you get all that on uh olivia's uh vehicle shows up um uh, Charlie looks like he may be on PCP or something. He's kind of having a little freak out. He's um, 
in the grips of uh, some type of uh, stress disorder or panic attack. I've seen shit, man. I've seen shit. <laughs> oh, shit. We've all seen shit. I don't want to keep seeing shit. All right, I'm looking the way that the direction they came. I'm looking. Is there anything following them? No. Not at this okay. time. Not unless it's invisible. That in my head. Um, Frank, right, we're, we're, um, we're headed to uh, Oliver's tribe. Um, to uh, see oh, if the they tribe. can help. Good. I... <laughs> to see if they can help Aunt Rivera get her missing memories back. Um, We've got a lot I to catch you up on. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. At this point. At this point, I'm. I'm willing to go put up with the hippies. Just saying. <laughs> uh, you also did manage to recover the Betamax player. Wait. Do we? Do we still have the key to our hotel? <laughs> I assume you had checked out. Yeah, that was that was okay, back in out, that okay. outside city. Okay, yeah, okay. I really, I really want to see what's on these tapes. Do you need a screen? I don't know what a Betamax player is, so I can't oh, really picture what you need for it. And a TV. Oh, okay. Fair An enough. old CRT TV, nonetheless. Well. We need to get out of town first, and I guess we can find an old school motel again. Those don't have nice TVs usually. Oh, we lost our music. Oh no. Uh, yeah, we don't. We don't need a nice TV. We need a crappy TV. Um. Anyway. So what's the plan? Um, we all go with finding, I guess, a motel outside of Knoxville, headed towards his yeah, tribe. Let's... Let's do that. It's it's late. I don't want to drive up in the mountains, like out in the country in the dark. And we also and have a long day. Yeah, let's let's go let's go let's go find a place to hole up. And uh, I want to see what's on these tapes. Yeah. Okay. Let's so say we drive out of town and then find one of those places. Yes. Let's say you drive up. 30 miles outside of town, and you can find some shitty motel without difficulty. Excellent. Lovely. Olivia's super pumped about this. Nothing overtly evil about the hotel. Uh, and um, it's in a rural area, so they kind of look at you uh, uh, disfavorably if there's five of you to a room. We'll get, we'll get a couple of rooms. It, but it's Fine. okay. We're all related. Is this Alabama? <laughs> we should probably. We're in Tennessee, not Alabama. Yeah. It's East Tennessee, so you never know. Mm, Appalachia. Okay. So y'all have two connecting rooms. Yes. Yes. And as soon as I get a chance, I'm going to set up the Betamax player if there's a TV that can handle it and, and gather. Uh, Gather the group around to watch home videos. I mean, uh, the Betamax tapes. Should, should we have, have somebody uh, like electronics or something like that? Uh, yes, I do have Crafts Electrical. I okay. would um, like to sit kind of near up. the window where I can kind of look out in case anybody tries to roll up on us. That's the intelligence plus Crafts plus one die. I'm going to try to get some sleep because I'm running on very limited sleep at this point. Yeah. 
One success. Nothing explodes. Well, that's enough to plug in uh, an archaic uh, VCR. All right. Uh, which tape do you want to start with? Um, the most pertinent, I think. Vampires of Knoxville. Okay. Uh, you put it in, and it is a... The whole tape is about 45 minutes long, if you watch the whole thing. Uh, it is a, well, a crazy person, uh, you think. Uh, you, the narrator sounds like other people think you sound. Uh, but it is uh, some guy back, and there's a little date stamp at the bottom, most of these from uh, uh, 1982. Um, uh, and it's a guy who is recording himself um, uh, talking about evidence he has of the vampire family that secretly rules Knoxville. Um, and uh, see. Well, he starts talking crazy stuff about the Rookwood family. Uh, and uh, anyone who has politics uh, can roll uh, intelligence plus politics. This is just right in my wheelhouse. Yep, my character's going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching out the door. One I'll success. Hey. If it's uh, any role, I am out of it. Okay, we've got two successes. You know that name quite well. It's a very old Knoxville name, rich family uh, among the city's founders. Uh, but a particular interest for you, uh, the crazy guy uh, in the video, he claims that there are four members of the Rookwood family who are immortal, blood-sucking fiends, which sounds like crazy talk to you. Uh, but he starts uh, showing video camera footage of like, um, like here's a picture of uh, George Rookwood uh, who attending some uh, museum opening uh, in a contemporary tuxedo from a purpose 982 and then it cuts to uh, a uh, uh, um, film uh, black and white film from like the 1930s of another member of the Rookwood family who looks very similar to him, uh, who is also uh, giving a speech in public, or attending a, a mayoral thing. And then it gets to a third image, which is a derogatype from 1870. That um, shows Abraham Rookwood, who is the first member of the family to come to Knoxville. And he does that for about three other people. Um, but the most interesting point, uh, when he gets to the fourth member of the family, Josiah Rookwood, um, who is most recently going under the name of Josh Rookwood, uh, Josiah first shows up in uh, the 1920s uh, as the youngest member of the family at that point. Um, um, but a... Uh, um, there's another uh, Rookwood with a similar name who is active in the 1970s who looks kind of similar. And then uh, the most recent picture is from 
around that time, 1982, young Josh Rookwood, um, who is in his mid-20s, and uh, let's see, Olivia and Charlie, both, no, I'm sorry, just Charlie, I think, uh, roll your Witch Plus Composure. Three successes. Well, that, that's a good roll for you. Uh, yeah, if you took Josiah Rookwood uh, from 1920 and uh, got rid of his mutton chops and his mustache and uh, put him in uh, black pants and a leather jacket, he'd be that guy you shot about an hour ago. I'd just start, start gibbering. Like, like, the hell's wrong? Like, what's wrong? You get use your this, words. This this this, this 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 the guy that I shot at 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 the house. The the he he had the like it's this, this guy? guy. This guy looks like he's in the 1940s or whatever. That can't be the same, same guy. guy. <laughs> I am I am convinced <laughs> the same guy. <laughs> Alan, am I am I 100 convinced it's the same guy? Oh yeah. I I. I, I it's trust me, trust me. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Is is Oliver asleep? Uh, he was about to go to sleep, but yeah, you can, I'm sure you could wake him up. I'm gonna wake him up. What? <laughs> what do you want? I'm gonna. I'm gonna point out uh, the uh, the guy and be like, take off the, the the sideburns, like the mutton chops. It's it's the dude from the house. It's the guy. Do you, do you not see it? Kind of, but it was also pretty dark at the house, and I was also running away. It's it's him. I promise it's him. Um, is that is that the end of this one of this this Betamax player? Yeah, I mean the the rest is all conspiracy theory stuff about how uh, vampires rule the night among us, uh, and. All, all the vampires in Knoxville are somehow connected to this one family, but they have different names through the ages, and they'll like disappear for twenty years at a time, and then come back with like a different haircut and a different name, and nobody notices. Um, and but that's the way it is in Knoxville, man. They're everywhere, man. They're everywhere. What uh? What are the other three tapes? I know there's the part four. The doll. Was one of them because. I don't. I don't want to get within ten feet of that one. <laughs> the doll and uh, the creepy doll, zombies? Question mark. And Emmanuel Part Three. Three. You know what? Since you said it, let's watch Creepy Doll. Quite <laughs> a few, Dad. Wasn't <laughs> wasn't Emmanuel the one that y'all found the the other night? That is true. Let's watch Emmanuel. That's that's <laughs> probably more relevant to the the current state of affairs. So, all right. We will watch Emmanuel Part Three because we've seen what Part One and Part Four. Or I've seen Part One. I think Part One and Part Two. Part One, Part Two. Okay. Vera saw Part Two. You saw Part One. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna watch Part Three. Okay. Uh, it is definitely a continuation of the same. Uh, you think it's continuation of the same scene? It's robed cultists, and there is a sarcophagus. Uh, and it looks like the same sarcophagus that you saw in the last one where they were pouring scarab beetles uh, onto a mummified corpse. Uh, and, and once the mummy started moving, they put the lid back on, and that's the last you saw of it. Uh, this 
is about uh, 10 minutes of cultists chanting in some language you do not know uh, around this thing. You think the vantage point is from someone hidden in the room. Now that you're paying attention to it. Because um, at some point there's camera footage, but it, it looks like the camera is sticking out between a uh, like an open curtain or something. Mm -hmm. uh, because there are heavy curtains around on all the walls. Um, and uh, they, uh, after about 10 minutes of chanting, they take the little sarcophagus off. Uh, and uh, she doesn't stand up so much as this sort of float up. Uh, and it is a naked woman, uh, black with very long hair in kind of cornrows. And she has her hands crossed like this. Uh, she is naked, except she does have some jewelry on her. And she has a staff in one hand and uh, a sort of crooked um, one of those Egyptian things in the other. And uh, she's like this. Uh, and uh, then she pauses and turns her head to where she's looking straight at the camera. And you hear someone off screen um, whisper, oh shit. And then with incredible speed, she leaps out of the sarcophagus the distance of about 20 feet, uh, dropping the two staves as she goes um, to land like about five feet away from the uh, cameraman. And then uh, he turns and runs. Uh, you think it's a he uh, from the sound of the screams he's making. And he gets about 10 feet. Uh, and then there's a loud cuckoo-cuckum. And uh, the uh, data max recorder hits the ground, spins around, uh, and all you can see out of the frame is his hand uh, reaching off towards the camera, followed by the sound of him screaming loudly and uh, several bones being broken. And then it goes black. <laughs> so, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stare at uh uh. At the local, at the, at the Egyptologist in the room, um, what, 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 what was that? What? This is your wheelhouse. <laughs> um, I feel like I could probably um, decipher what they were chanting. Maybe. Uh, do you? Well, you have academics, and you have especially the Egyptology. Roll your intelligence plus academics. And add one die. And you get nine again for it because it's an asset. Um, an asset? What's an asset? Uh, the skills that you get for having a profession are called asset skills, and you get nine again. Uh, got it. Okay. Um, is old, old Egyptian. Um, you are estimating... Uh, if you don't think, if, if this is what you think it is, if you've never heard it spoken aloud uh, because it's a dead language, uh, but you uh, can tell that it is uh, praise to Amanuet, um, high priestess of uh, Sutek, um, she who must be obeyed, she who is deathless, 
uh, stuff like that. Okay. Um, so I would definitely, I would definitely relay that to them. And um, <clears throat> one of my specialties is investigation artifacts. So I could probably talk about the staff and whatever Egyptian thing she's holding. You said. I'll go ahead and give you those. It is uh, the, the the crook. They have Egyptian names, so I can't remember. One of them is a crook staff. Another, I call it a mace. It was actually a flail. It's a short staff with a cat and nine tails coming off it. And those are the traditional Egyptian symbols of office for a pharaoh. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think back to what our, I've already learned about Emmanuel and how that would tie into what was just shown on the tape. Well, according to this, she is she is associated with the cult of Sutek or Set, uh, who is basically the bad guy in Egyptian mythology. Um, he was the brother of Osiris, who was the king of the gods, and he was very jealous, so he killed Osiris and chopped him up into bits and threw him in the river. Uh, and then Osiris's wife Isis found all the bits uh, and um, sewed them back together and brought him back to life. Uh, and then uh, Seth killed him again, uh, but not before Osiris and Isis had a son named Horus who took revenge by killing Seth. That is a greatly oversimplified version of uh, complex religious history. Yeah. Um, right. So I definitely would mention that and talk about how, you know, she's been involved with some people that could cause people to come back to life and so it's all becoming a lot more um more likely than i initially thought see i'm not crazy you're definitely crazy but you're just not exactly possibly wrong in this situation <laughs> but that that makes me not crazy being being correct about this right right if it's if it's real I, i'm saying <laughs> charlie's getting a little unhinged here What's going on? Do with this information. Why do you think? Whoever the, you know, if it, we follow that video, that vampire, why would they want this video so badly? I mean, think about it. If if everyone found out that the city was run by uh, an ancient vampire clan, we could drag him out. But the but not even the vampire the video, day. the the Emmanuel video, because you know they they came, you know. Supposedly, somebody came and took the Emmanuel video from uh, Aunt Rivera. So why would they need this video so desperately? It's cover Do we up. know who's making all these videos or who made them back in the day? Uh, you don't know. You don't even know they're made by the same person. Because on the label takes the handwriting are different. Is different on each of them? Anyway, so, yeah, back to my question. Why do you think they want this Emmanuel video? <laughs> just to, 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 co to cover up. They don't. They don't want people to know that they're there. It's 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 all in the so shadows. Do you think? Do you think they're the ones working with whatever this Emmanuel force is? I think I think they're all in cahoots. I mean, I guess we won't really know what happened with Aunt Rivera until we go to the tribe and supposedly can get her memories back from whatever happened. 
I guess we should all rest, unless you want to watch, keep watching the creepy doll video, which I will go to sleep for. But... Creepy dolls and their zombies. <laughs> I've been trying to go to sleep, but all you bastards are loud. I mean, what what time is it right now? Eleven. Let's see. Probably around midnight. Yeah, I'm gonna probably go to bed at this point. Yeah, I'll 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 call it. I'll watch the two videos in the morning. I need to see what's on these. I will sleep with the videos under my pillow. Uh, I peek okay. one more time out the window to make sure there's nobody like seemingly watching our rooms. And did you say you are going to watch them? Yes. Or just going to hide them for now? Um, I'm going to hide them for now and watch them in the morning. Okay. My pass is Fairly uneventfully, you are all troubled by <laughs> unsettling uh, dreams and occasionally even nightmares. Um, uh, Frank, you have uh, um, uh, you have that uh, flashback to uh, uh, Kuwait again, the same dream you had uh, earlier that night or sometime during the day. Uh, and it seems clearer now. Uh, we're almost like it's a continuation of the same scene. Uh, the light from your flashlight is fading. Uh, you think you've been, you and the other two soldiers have been down here about at this point for about eight hours. Uh, and uh, you don't know if anyone's going to rescue or not. And then another one of uh, the soldiers in your platoon starts screaming. And there's a sound of something snarling and uh, something eating him and then he just gets sucked into the darkness and then you wake up and it's the next morning um, uh, Charlie your dreams are troubled and plagued by uh, whether there's like you have this vision of a manuet rising and breaking into the room and pursuing you uh, and uh, while uh, cultists chant outside, um, I think the twins, you probably sleep peacefully. Uh, no one else has had any breakdowns in the last few days, right? Aunt Rivera saw the bear, but I don't know if that plays into this. I was shaken. Um, that was the only thing that I had on my sheet. But I think that's past now because uh, okay. the time period is. All right. um, so we are uh, the next morning. Sun comes in. No one has attacked you during the night. Uh, how do y'all want to proceed? First thing I'm doing is watching zombies. I'm up. I'm early. Let's let's finish watching these tapes. I, I guess after he watches the videos, now. we're gonna. Yeah, I'll let him watch those videos, and then I'm going to say what I needed to say. All right. Uh, which one do you want to watch next? We'll watch. Uh, we'll watch Creepy Doll first. Uh, of course, you. Uh, Creepy Doll is. Uh, it's also from uh, somewhere around nine. I may be fudging the dates when Betamax finally went under, uh, but we'll say it's from 1988. Uh, it is actually no, even later than that, uh, 1993. Uh, the uh, um, 
interestingly, this is a different person who's been filming themselves. It's uh, a uh, young Caucasian woman uh, with a what you think is a Louisiana accent, slightly Cajun accent, uh, but it, it's not heavy. It's restrained. Uh, and she gives her name. Um, uh, and if it comes up again in the future, we refer to her as the Cajun girl. I'll come up with her real name then. Uh, but she is a she's from New Orleans uh, and is attending LSU uh, and is uh, uh, doing research uh, on a uh, uh, local folklore. Uh, and um, on uh, the first few things, uh, first few clips are just perfectly ordinary. Her talking about haunted houses in New Orleans. Uh, and uh, But at one point, uh, after about 10 minutes into it, uh, she uh, starts talking about uh, she did go in late at night uh, to a supposedly haunted house in the French Quarter. Uh, the infamous LaLaurie Mansion, uh, and uh, in the attic, uh, she was uh, she was supposed to be in there because at that point in time, uh, the building had been put up for foreclosure, uh, but no one had bought it yet, so it was empty, and she broke in and start, tried to film in the uh, attic. Um, and she was trying to, the only thing in there was a uh, a three-foot-tall um, uh, porcelain doll in the uh, like uh, Victor early Victorian clothes, um, and she described it as being creepy, but otherwise uh, not out of the order. It was—I don't know if you know if I would. It's one of those where if the doll is standing upright, its eyes are open, uh, mm -hmm. but if it's laid vertically, the eyelids come down like it's asleep. Um, mm. and, and she examines it, uh, but then leaves it alone, and then she starts showing the rest of the, uh, uh um, attic, and then, uh, she turns around and notices that the doll is gone from where it was laying on the ground, and then she's, well, that's weird, and she starts looking around, and, uh, the doll is now standing upright on the floor, um, off to one side, about only 10 feet away from her, which is closer than it was before. Oh, and that, oh, no. so that freaks her out a little bit. And uh, she uh, uh, carefully turns and heads towards the stairs, and then she hears a little skittering sound as she whirls around, and uh, the doll is now five feet behind her. At that point, she breaks out into a run, and um, then, similar to what happened with the mummy, uh, she falls, and the camera, uh, uh, well, what actually happens is the camera uh, lands on the ground and sort of spins around and comes to a rest where it's looking at her, and she is lying on the ground face down, uh, but she's... Uh, Let's see. Yeah, uh, she is lying on the ground, and her head is at a very odd angle that can't possibly be healthy. 
uh, and in fact she's not moving. Uh, and the porcelain doll is just sort of uh, laying on her back uh, with its immobile hands um, around her throat. And then it's... This is why I didn't want to watch the doll video, Charlie. And it's just footage of this immobile doll uh, laying on top of this dead woman. And you actually fast forward and there's no movement at all. Uh, for um, about two hours, probably not that long. I don't want to be a favorite. About probably about half an hour, and then uh, some. Uh, yeah, there's the sound of some other people showing up, uh, and uh, it uh, somebody picks up the camera and pans around, and then uh, it clicks off the camera. And then about five seconds later, it clicks back on again, uh, and it is a different person who is filming himself. Um, and it is a black man uh, in a policeman's uniform, uh, uh, New Orleans Police Department, according to the badge. And he is very frightened and disturbed and says, and gives his name, says, I just want to keep, make sure there's a record of this. Uh, after I moved the, picked up the camera, uh, they started examining the girl's body. And then moved the doll out of the way so that they could get at her. And while we were examining the body, there was this little skittering sound. Then when I looked up, the doll was gone. And I've heard stories. I've heard stories about creepy little doll that can get you that, that can move if nobody's looking at it and I think that was it so that's why I'm recording a story on this tape it's like Louisiana because I've heard stories about that too that if you see something weird and you want to film it beta max is the only way to go that's why they're trying to kill it and then uh, he reaches over and the tape goes down. All right. Um, I guess all it's up to zombies. You're going to make me sit here and narrate all these videos. Um, no, let's zombies for later. Um, that's enough creep for one for right now. We'll, uh, we'll get a move on. Um, Oliver, did you hear back from your people? I don't know. Did I, Alan? Uh, what were you waiting to hear back about? Uh, to see if I can bring them there to go uh, potentially meet Rivera to do the mind thing, or at least get some details about everything that's going on. Yeah, the uh, when you wake up the next morning, you check your phone, and there is a text uh, from one of the friends of the tribe who lives in the city uh, saying that they got a message to pass on to you. Um, you can meet, there's a place at the edge of the tribe's territory where you can meet with uh, Teresa again and uh, discuss things and decide whether you really want to uh, proceed. Teresa or Terry? Terry, I'm sorry. Oh, Terry, short for Teresa, just look at it. Yeah, Terry, this time. 
Um, then, yes, I have heard from them, and I will show everyone the text message about this. And uh, did it say a time on there? Uh, say around noon at a uh, visitor station in the forest. I guess let's get breakfast and head towards that meeting area. Yes. Yeah, I, I fully agree. Um, it's going to take a while to get there, so. Oh, we should probably head there first, then, if it takes a while to get there. Pick up food on the food way. It is important, so we need some energy. Drive through. We gotta, remember, we got to drive there, and then it's, you know, well. Well, you stop in a local diner, uh, not even an official Waffle House. It's like Greasy Joe's or something like that. Uh, everyone, um, roll uh, with plus composure for me. Three successes. Okay, um, I'm doing mine first. Three successes. Five oh, successes. Lucky. Sick, I feel like you either roll zero successes or five. <laughs> There's rarely an in-between. Tracks. <laughs> All right, did anyone beat five? No. Oh, let me say that. I love First of all, if you got five, you got to beat. Uh, who all got three or better? I did. I did. Sarah got three. I got five. five. Do I get a beat? Yes. Excellent. I, 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 I feel bad that y'all got dramatic successes on a simple notice of me roll. Um, I, I am eyes on. So all of you... Fairly quickly, those of you who got five are the first to notice uh, almost immediately, uh, right after you um, pour your food, there's a uh, local news program playing, and there's a, uh, uh, well, not news, but there's a bulletin on uh, for a uh, wanted, um, uh, suspected of being involved in uh, an armed robbery, uh, and there is a rough, uh, Artist sketch of uh, Charlie and Oliver. Well, shit. <sighs> Great. That. Okay. <laughs> hey, that kind of looks like y'all. It was my house. They broke into my house. Well, if we're... And I will say that if you got at least five successes, uh, you have enough sense to keep a low profile at this point and not tell, it was my house! Okay, that's that's fair. All right. I will uh, keep my head down and uh, head for the car. So is he the only one that's seen it yet? Because he got five. No, I, I, quickly everyone else notices it. Everyone who got five, you notice it, and then seconds later, everyone else sees their reactions. We should go. Yeah, but we're getting settling. Yeah. Um, I guess once we get out to the car, um, I say, well, if that Betamax video is to be believed, that vampires are in Knoxville, and if one of the guys in the video is supposedly the guy at your house, this could be his way to try and... Um, out us and track us down and get us back to them um, since they apparently quote quote run Knoxville if this is to be believed. So we should probably go should probably this track go. and see if they can do anything for 
wait a minute, Frank, can you do anything about this? Like with your police friends? Like yeah, figure anything me, out, uh, you know? Get more information on Alan, the let supposed me call robbery. The, uh, let me call the station and try to talk to a trusted contact. Okay. Uh, roll your, let's say, your manipulation plus persuasion uh, or socialize, whichever is better, uh, and add your uh, contacts rank or allies, whatever it is you have. Two. Eight dice and only two successes. Jesus. That's the story of my life. <laughs> I'm actually going to go pee as well. Two successes. All right. Uh, what do you want to know? I want to know the status of that uh, uh, break-in and uh, and uh, um, is uh, I mean they're considering Charlie is it Jones Charlie Jones a suspect? Yeah, uh, they're not really suspects. Uh, they are wanted for questioning in connection uh, with a. Uh, well, it's, it's completely made up, you're sure, uh, yeah. but it's, uh, in connection with a uh, uh, break-in of uh, uh, like a pawn shop somewhere in Knoxville. Okay. Well, I'll uh, I'll assure them that I'll let them know if I come across it. Uh, none of your contacts have picked up. It's not a good enough picture to identify as Charlie and yeah. Oliver. Yes. Actually, no. Well, yeah, they they are accused of in connection of, of breaking and entering at uh, the pawn shop that was actually owned by James Coleman. Which, since they have uh, items that used to belong to James Coleman, that is probably suspicious to a lot of people. Well, good news is y'all aren't actually wanted. I mean, you're not charged with any crime, but you're persons of interest. So, yeah, we need to we need to lay low as far as possible. Um, Let's, uh, okay, um, but we're in, uh, we're in Olivia's car, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, let's just get the hell out of town as fast as we can. So, to the tribe. Okay. Uh, it is about a three-hour drive to a, uh, rest stop area in the middle of the Cherokee National Forest. Uh, one that's kind of off the uh, main uh, highway. Um, but uh, you were able to, Oliver, you know this area like the back of your hand. Uh, and um, when y'all pull in, uh, Oliver, you immediately notice that at the opposite end of the parking lot uh, is a somewhat battered truck. Uh, and uh, sitting in it is Terry. To the truck. And is it just Terry? Yeah. And you walk up to her and Thank she you. gets out and comes around and meets you. Uh, I'm 10 feet away from the truck. Uh, Riley, you didn't even know if you could drive a truck or that there any of the people they drive had one. Um, actually, no, she does stay in the truck and she gestures for you to come on and get in the truck with her. Uh, and once you get inside, it's an old uh, truck, very old, actually, probably like from the early 80s, late 70s, you think. Uh, you don't know how it's still running. Um, uh, roll your, do you have any occult? Uh, 
I have two dots. Roll your wisp dot and a cult. Roll your wisp plus a cult. One success. You notice on the inside uh, that uh, with what you assume is paint, uh, someone had or whoever owns this truck, they have drawn on the dashboard and on the seat um, Native American sigils of the kind that the tribe used um, to mark its territory and things like that. Uh, you recognize some of the more basic symbols, like, you know, the ones that will tell you, like, don't go into this territory, something will kill you, you know, those. Uh, but these are some of the more sophisticated markings that only the tribal shamans are allowed to study. But yeah, they have the interior of the truck has been marked up with a bunch of these uh, occult markings. Okay. Um, but I'll say uh, thank you for meeting me on such short notice. Um, we had an incident at the cabin, and uh, I end up talking to Morgan the following day and uh, he told me to uh, potentially come over um, and talk to the tribe about potentially helping my aunt out. Um, apparently Mr. Gray has done something to her and maybe messed with her mind. In what way do you think? Maybe make her forget something. Um, because that's the only explanation that we can come up with. Uh, she doesn't remember a certain time period in that day. So I feel like that's what it might be. Um, but I don't. Are, are you sure she needs to remember it? You don't think maybe it's if she's forgotten it, maybe you should be better off without it. Well, that's the thing. We don't know. Um, it must be somewhat important if you know that apparently this Mr. Gray made her forget it. I'm told he does that a lot. Um, what would you say if I told you that sometimes? Once you remember things you've been made to forget, you won't ever be able to forget things again about that. Um, Morgan said that exact phrase to me um, when we were talking. Um, so how dangerous is this Mr. Gray? Well, kind of depends on what you do to provoke him. Um, his job is to keep things secret. And for what George knows him better than I do. I've never met him face to face. But uh, when you keep calling him Morgan, you mean Howard, right? Yeah, Howard, not Morgan. Sorry, Howard. Yeah, she is Morgan. This is, uh, this is uh, Tracy Morgan or Teresa Morgan. Um, and George has had some dealings with him, um, but his job, Gray's job in Knoxville, 
and not just Knoxville, he moves around, but his job is to make sure that people don't know about some things. Because once you know about them, you know, the whole world is going to change for you. So you need to think carefully for yourself and your family whether you want to learn things that will change your life. Well, I think we have already encountered something um, that could be life-changing. We went back to my dad's house, and uh, there were some people out there, I guess, trying to come get us. And my dad swears that he saw a guy with fangs. And my dad shot him, and he said that the guy was still standing and acted like it didn't even hurt him. Uh, Tracy does not seem at all surprised by that. Good to know. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Um, well, I don't know how we got wrapped up in this. All we saw was somebody get shot and killed. We were just there, and now we have people chasing after us, basically. She gives you a location uh, in the woods that is quite near to the tribe's um, camp. She says to collect your family and... Uh, Meet her there in about two hours. She'll go talk with George and bring him. He'll make a decision as to whether the tribe will help you or not. Thank you so much just for hearing me out is helpful enough. Um, I'll go let everyone else know. So. You get out and she cranks up the, the truck. And again, you don't know how this truck can possibly be running. Um, she pulls out, heads off down the road, and you know where she's going to, uh, but you go and uh, talk to the family. All right, guys. Um, they see, they talking to Terry. She feels like that potentially help out. Um, she gave me an address, and they're going to decide um, if they're going to help us out or not. Um, these your people why um, why wouldn't they just help us well but he did leave so yeah i i did technically leave i'm as you can tell i'm not with them at the moment but um they seem to believe that she didn't seem all surprised about dad's story of seeing a van the fanged individual who took a shotgun shot to the chest um, didn't seem all that surprised by that. And uh, yeah. So, but they're going to decide and see if they're going to help us out or not. And, but we'll have a, I guess, a safe place at the moment compared to one of our houses well are we all dead yet? we don't really have anywhere else to go so let's go okay um 
you head, uh, well, Oliver uh, directs you where you need to go, and it is you have to go on some back roads uh, off the off the beaten path into the forest, uh, and um, and then at a certain uh, at one point you're on a gravel road for a very bumpy gravel road, it's barely a road at all, uh, and you wish that you were in a vehicle other than like a four wheel drive vehicle instead of whatever you have. Um, but uh, at a certain point, he just abruptly tells you to stop uh, and and then take a left up here, and you don't even see a road. But there is a trail that you can just barely get up on, and it takes you off the main road. And he tells you to stop because he recognizes a particular tree. All right, this is where we get out. It's a tree. Um, this is a tree in the middle of the woods. Yeah. This is it. This can't be safe. No, I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be uncomfortable in the woods. I take that back. I'm cool with getting out in the woods. Forgot who I was for a second. Yeah, sure. So yeah, let's um pack our stuff up and uh, let's head that way. All right. Cool uh, here out in the woods. Will you go to where um uh Tracy told you to meet her? And by the time you get there, um, she's there, and uh, two other uh, members of the tribe who are at the warrior level are there, which um, is two burly-looking guys uh, who, yeah, they're a little creepy, because, uh, you know, they've been living out in the woods for untold years, longer than I'll really there. Uh, and, but they all defer to one surprisingly scrawny white guy with a a big bushy beard uh and a uh he's got some sort of um handmade uh knit poncho type thing that he's wearing uh over some uh filthy torn blue jeans and he's barefooted and uh you know this person uh oliver as george or other, uh, George Wright, who is the person who took over the tribe after uh, the previous person who had tribal leader who inducted you in uh, Jules, he crossed over, whatever the hell that means, about uh, two years ago. I will um, come up, say hello to him, and uh, I assume there's like a tribal hello that is done. And then I will introduce him to everyone in my family. Frank. Well, he's not real big on shaking hands, but he nods to everyone. Uh, and then he he walks forward and comes up to each of you. Um, and this is a little bit disturbing. He sniffs each of you. I mean, not right up on you but just when he gets within a few feet he he inhales and you, you, you get the weird feeling that he is trying to like take in your scent um and when he does that to rivera he studies you very carefully rivera and inhales deeply and says yeah i can i sense uh Bray's scent on you if you truly want our help 
You can come with us, but we got rules. You don't bring any guns to our camp. You don't bring any cell phones. You don't bring anything electronic. And I bring a bow and arrow. That we approve of. All right, but yeah, sure, let's do it. Uh, I, I have a question. What could go wrong? Yeah. Y- y'all were y'all were responsible for that bear. We're not responsible for that bear. We know it. We put up signs saying stay away from it. Which and he looks over at Oliver. Somebody disregarded. Well, well I, I contributed to Bear's got my respect. As you uh as long as it doesn't show up now, I'm good. So I will take my the guns that I have, take them out, put them on our cell phone. Okay. If you don't like leave them in the trunk of the car, that would be fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would actually lean over to uh Charlie and ask if uh did you bring the Betamax player in the tapes? Yes, I brought the Betamax player. My memory's back. Where do you think I'm going to leave that behind? That's our evidence. Now, are these people primitive enough to appreciate Betamax? <laughs> They're more primitive than Betamax. Are they cultured enough to appreciate Betamax? That's the true question here. You asked, did you ask out loud if he brought the Betamax, or was that out of character? No, I, I whispered that to him, but um, do you think, you know, have them look at the tapes and maybe they can help decipher what's going on. Would they I have mean, a TV? For- oh, I'm going to stop. I'm not there. Do you see a power plug? Is there power here? Is there any kind of generator or? No, you don't need that. Yeah, that's that's. We might have something very interesting um, to potentially show you all um, and, and get the tribe's take on it since uh, you, Tell me what you know, about know more about supernatural things. These folks should probably appreciate hearing you tell it. So tell me what you think about what you know about vampires or maybe mummies or creepy dolls. Possibly zombies. Charlie's just gonna lean into it. Like he's seen enough evidence. These these this He's he's been pushed to the point where he's having to rely on the sex cult. So, so uh, George looks at you for a second, then he looks over to Oliver and said, "Here's your dad, right?" <laughs> yes. Okay. He's probably a lost cause, so he might as well come with us. But the rest of y'all, y'all sure you want to go down the rabbit hole? If you won't ever get out again. Seems I'm already down it, so might as well keep going. Yeah, I'm in. Is this, is this some kind of kind of? Kick you. Come on, Charlie. We got you. Uh, <laughs> all right, you're alive. And then he turns and starts walking away, and he Did pulls he off that poncho and tosses it to one of his. Uh, warriors who just catches it. Is he naked? And then he sort of leans forward and falls towards the ground, and by the time he hits the ground, he is a wolf. Yeah, what the? Uh, and he drops off into the woods. 
And Gary turns to look at y'all and says, well, try to warn you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Knoxville by Night, a World of Darkness playcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Knoxville by Night. We'll be having new updates on the Patreon page where we'll be doing a breakdown of each character so you can learn more about them and adding some stretch goals for more content. Please leave a rating and review on whatever podcast provider that you use or you can message us directly on any of our social media accounts. You can also follow us along on Reddit at r forward slash Knoxville by Night pod where I will try to be more active and add more posts. Sorry about this episode coming out later than usual. We were dealing with internet issues. But moving forward, all episodes will be released on Friday nights. Your players tonight have been Luke Boswell, Anthony Hudson, Brooke Norman, Chrissy Sims, and Will Wesson. Storyteller is Alan Alexander. The intro and outro is Wayfaring Stranger by Brian Mitchell. Thank you again and hope you all join us next session.